Hello and welcome to Insurgent Tracks Podcast, the podcast where we occasionally talk about thrash metal. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. <laughs> What's up, Bob? Uh, not much, buddy. How are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. Um, I have some. I have a snack update. Oh, update us. So, Trader Joe's, pretty good snacks. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do you feel about pickles? Fan, for sure fan. Okay, how do you feel about pickle-flavored things, like pickle chips, for example? Always came to try, but have uh, the hit-miss ratio leans towards miss. But a good version of it can be really good. Okay. I am with you, but I tend to think that they lean towards a hit. Like usually when it's a pickle flavored thing, I'm in. Bob, they had pickle peanuts at the Trader Joe's that I went to. Whoa. Okay. So where do they fall in the hit and miss? I mean, they're like three bucks. I was like, hey, throw them in the cart, whatever. Dude, I'm at checkout. The guy goes, yeah, I tried these. They're not very good. (laughs) Yeah. What about that honesty? Yeah, I liked it. I respect, but I was just like, you know what, dude? You know, they're like three bucks. I'm just going to try them. I like peanuts and I like pickles and I like pickle flavored things. So I'm going to try it out. Hell yeah. Dude, like I'm rarely repulsed by food. It is like, like I can't even eat them. Really? Whoa. They're disgusting. And they, and they left like a lingering taste in my mouth. Like I had to use mouthwash. It was like a thing. Yo, that's, that's a bad sign, dude. Like not a good snack. Wow. Yeah, we got to do some bad snacks. I'm trying to think of the last bad snack I had. (laughs) Ugh, man, it's been a while. I avoid bad snacks um, because I just like there's almost nothing worse. I do my best to avoid bad snacks, but sometimes, you know, it just happens. You You fall in the trap. Pickle peanuts. (laughs) So so here's my question for you. In retrospect, Um, it's so obvious, but you know. Well, you know, but but, you know, you don't know till you know. Do you have in your travels, perhaps through the South, perhaps through Alabama, had boiled peanuts? Yes. What are your feelings? I enjoyed them. Okay. I am not offended by them. I think they're fine. I'm not going out of my way for them. Did you try them? Did you put them in Coca-Cola? No. That's supposed to be a thing. You're supposed to get glass bottle Coke and put the boiled peanuts in them. Ah, okay. So it's supposed to be good. I'm curious. I will try that really weird monstrosity of a thing. Um, Let's leave one last thing here. Oh, two things, actually, Pete. Two things. There's one thing I actually thought of you um, a while ago. I was on a a family vacation where we were in France and Italy. And I had the thought, Pete, I don't know much about wine. Pete, should I drink wine? Is wine good? (laughs) For for the listener who doesn't know, I'm I'm a sober dude. I don't drink or smoke or any of that stuff. Um, is wine good? I enjoy a nice glass of wine. Like, are yeah. you a red or a white or or is there another one? I don't know. A Chardonnay. So, I don't know. Champagne. Yeah. Man? So so no champagne. I don't okay. I don't like the bubbly. Okay. Okay. Um, it tends to go right to my head and it kind of gives me a headache. I just don't like it that much. Yeah, that's a thing I've heard other people say that. Sure. Um, red wine, I like very much, particularly in the winter. Okay. Um, is, is it thick to drink? Is that the thing? Well, you can get different, you know, different types of red. Some are mm-hmm. heavier than others, right? Okay. So, and then, uh, you know, and I've kind of found the ones that I like. I tend to go for a Pinot Noir. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I've I've been helped recently by a friend who actually works in the wine world. Oh yeah. So every time she comes down to visit um, New Jersey, she actually brings Gina and I all these samples. And she's actually interested. I never liked white wine, mm-hmm. but she's introduced me to all these white wines that I actually thought were very tasty. I mean, the the thing about wine is you can get so nerdy about it, and people do. But I, I, coming from a family of alcoholics, yeah, I've I've, I've seen that just be cover for being a drunk all the time, right? Being like, no, it's just that I'm really into wine. It's like it's fine. Like you want another bottle? Like these are this is great. Um, because at a certain point you can't taste it. You're drunk, right? So like you really only taste the first two, maybe three glasses. And then it's just, you're just drinking at that point. So, um, <laughs> but that being said, wine is, it, it is good. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're looking to start having a drink here and there, like it's, it's not a bad thing to do. You have a red wine with a steak. It's a, it's a nice combo. Um, do you ever feel like a vampire if you are drinking like a very thick red wine? Do you ever like pretend you're in like <laughs> Twilight or anything? Or like, no, is that kind of cool? All right. Never um, crossed my mind. I could. Halloween's coming up. Yeah, like that seems like a fun vibe. Like you're sitting there just drinking a weird, thick, bad red wine, but you're like, I'm a vamp. I'm you're in like uh like a weird Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> like vampire. Is that what is it? Uh interview with a vampire. There you go. Um Yeah, that's good. All right, so you're inconclusive on if I should drink white wine though, not into white wine. Is that Chardonnay and stuff? I'm trying to think of what it is. Uh, you get like a nice Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. You know that could work for you, I think. But that's like mm-hmm. again more of a summertime thing. We're in the fall now, so uh, I think uh, okay. I think Bob's gonna have some red wine maybe towards uh, we'll towards see. Thanksgiving. Um, shout out to uh, Maison Noir uh, wines that um, my significant others cousin's husband andre started that i think is a pretty well known yeah it, it, it he's doing very well and uh, his name's andre mack um awesome uh awesome like cool idea i obviously can't tell you if it's good or not but i think he does pretty well so if anyone's listening to this and likes one try try that wine for me and, and report back nice um, was oh what do you think about beef jerky do you like beef jerky i like beef- it just fine i'm not a huge fan is but beef I'll, jerky a snack? I think that's a snack, yeah. It's not a meal. Not a meal. You're right. It's not a meal and it's not a treat. No, not a treat. But it is a snack. It's a snack. A lot of treats can also be a snack, but are all treats a snack, but not all snacks are a treat? <laughs> I know. We're getting really philosophical. Are all here. treats a snack, but not all snacks a treat? Like yes. a, like yeah, because an ice cream cone is a treat, but also a snack. But it's a snack, yeah. Because it's a small meal. A snack is basically not a meal. It is a portion of a meal. It's a small. It's a substitute of a meal, but not really. It's like a placeholder, right? I mean, that would technically it's a mean letter that, of a word. It's not the full word, right? That would technically mean though that every dessert is a snack. No. Oh, good question. Or is dessert not a treat? I don't. I think there's certain desserts that are not treats. Like tiramisu is not like a treat. That's a dessert. Like yeah. if you cross a line of seriousness and you're deserting, that becomes a dessert. Capital D dessert. Whereas if you get like a bowl of ice cream, that's a snack. That's a treat. That's a, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but if you get, there are some that cro- that you know obviously can be a dessert, but it's not the same. 
Yeah, um, a lot of them are on the fence for me. Like if I have a piece of cake, like mm-hmm. I've definitely had a piece of cake as a snack. Absolutely. Also but a treat. Th- but that's also dessert to me. Yeah, and yeah. It, and but if, you're, if it is fancy, if it's fancy but not leftover, leftover fancies become snacks. <laughs> but a fancy, fancy first first serving of yep. said is a dessert. Like you get a fancy slice of cake. But like I had, I had a slice of cake from the grocery store yesterday. Golden cake with chocolate frosting. That was a treat. That was a snack. It was not a capital D dessert. Also, I ate it like three in the afternoon. So what the fuck? Yeah, you know? no. I mean, it's 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 only a dessert if you have it at like post like meal past seven p.m. Yeah, yeah. Either post meal or after a certain time. Like you can't have a standalone like dessert in the middle of the day unless you already ate a meal. Like you can have lunch and then immediately have dessert after lunch, but you can't go have lunch at noon and then at like four in the afternoon go, hey, let's get some dessert. It'd be like dessert, dessert from what? Yeah, but I don't even think if you have the dessert, if you order off the dessert menu okay. for lunch. But you didn't eat lunch? I, no, no, you eat lunch, but then okay. you have you have dessert. dessert. Yep. I think of that as a treat. I like, think that's a like, lunch dessert. That's a lunch dessert. It's a lunch dessert, which is different. Shout out to your- Andy Scarpula, our mutual friend. He <laughs> said, I could go for a lunch dessert. And I was just so intrigued. I was like, oh, lunch dessert. Hell Amazing. yeah. Amazing. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a different category. That's it like, isn't, it isn't like a lunch dessert is closer to a treat than a capital D dessert. A lunch dessert is closer dessert. to a treat than a capital D dessert. No question. No yeah. question about that. It's, yeah. Yes, you're correct. I will say if you get if it's crosses a lot, like here's the thing you're going to a business lunch you have to wear a white collared shirt with slacks not jeans or like maybe it's cool and your white shirt is unbuttoned an extra button but it's fancy yeah your lunch costs over $40 per head you may maybe alcoholic beverages are on the table and or fancy drinks yeah then you have dessert that is a lunch dessert but also a proper capital D dessert Okay. You know what I mean? We're talking about a fancy restaurant. Yep. If you're at sports bar and you get, you know, uh, a volcano brownie after your <laughs> burger, that is not a that is a, that is closer to a treat than it is a capital D dessert. All right. I'm I'm with all of this. We got to we got to map this out at some point. And- In search of snacks, the full episode. Maybe yeah. <laughs> we need to do that as a special holiday thing. Yeah. Like, like Thanksgiving, we do an In Search of Snacks episode. I think that's good. We'll get Andy on. All right. Yeah. We we will we'll do a whole mirror. We'll do a smorgasbord of food friends um, <laughs> and uh, beef jerky. I will return to this, but I want to say this: if you buy store bought beef jerky, that's a friend of mine is incensed by the thought of Tostitos salsa. I'm not bothered by Tostitos salsa. It's totally, it's serviceable. Yeah, it's fine. When you have really good salsa though, you're like, okay, I, I see the difference, you know? Yeah. Beef jerky, you know, the like tender links or whatever you get at the start. Totally fine. Serviceable. Five out of 10. I've had 10 out of 10. I've had people who've make jerky on their own and it's unbelievably good. And sometimes I find myself thinking about it as a snack. Not a treat but a good snack. I mean, that makes sense to me. Pete, Metallica, kill them all. Let's <laughs> get into this. Let's do it. Perfect dun, intro. Dun, dun. So today we're talking about Metallica's first record. Mm, 1983. Kill 1983, kill them all. 1983, Megaforce Records. Hell Originally, yeah, Old Bridge, New Jersey. 
It was called Metal Up Your Ass. Yeah, Old Bridge in Jersey. Could we have gotten away with doing a Mega Force episode of In Search of Tracks? Or in uh, uh, it came from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we, we, we would have gotten there at some point. I think so. We would have gotten sure. tired of doing like, well, this was the fourth Whitney Houston LP. Um, <laughs> we would have done a Megaforce episode. We yeah, should do a Megaforce Records episode because it's so weird. Metal up your ass. Okay. We definitely should. And I'm sure we could find some interesting people from our area to be on it. Um, but yeah, in search of... in, in uh, Sorry, never mind. I'm gonna it cut came from part. New Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came from New Jersey after we did the Bruce Springsteen discography. I'm sure we'd get a little bored. Man, so many records. All right. Um, Pete, what's your familiarity with familiarity with Metallica Kill 'em All? Um, so, so they were not formative for me. <clears throat> I uh, was into punk. I was into hardcore. I was into all these. I was even into some metal before I was into Metallica. I picked up Slayer, Rain and Blood, like at the recommendation of a friend that was into hardcore, because they were like, "Hey, you like the heavy stuff?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, you like the fast stuff? I was like, yeah. They're like, you should just listen to Slayer. I was like, okay. And I picked up Rain and Blood and it blew my mind. And then I yeah. listened to Metallica after that and it didn't blow my mind as much. Right. Um, so I've been I've 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 been a fan for a while, but they were not like the formative band that for me that they were for a lot of people. And I think of them more as like black album era. Metallica songs or sorry, black album, uh, black album era MTV songs and like watching their videos and stuff. than I do like their classic thrash era, the classic thrash era is stuff that I kind of came to later, which I think is all great undoubtedly. But, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I was, I was late on a lot of this stuff. So that's my experience. What about you? I um, was a, I actually was having a conversation with friend Dave about Metallica. Um, I was aware of them well before I actually knew what they were like, other than um, one, you know, the the video song. But like, I had an aware of Metallica certainly in the eighties. Um, casual interest slash liked Black Album and uh, uh, and Justice for All, but like. I wouldn't have called myself a Metallica fan. Um, and then when, when I got into music, actually they were not on my radar. So it was a long, I was already into punk and hardcore before I was into Metallica mm-hmm. and um, like, and actually really went in on these records. And then I really liked them. Um, think they are very good. Um, and you did name the one Slayer record that I go, man, is this better than anything Metallica did? And maybe we'll answer that today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, they don't mean what they mean to so many people to me. Again, this goes, we recorded another episode not long ago where we talked about like, yeah, we kind of just missed this. There were people my age and your age, I'm sure, who were Metallica like die. Oh yeah, you know? 100%. Um, but just my path didn't take me through Metallica first. So I just never had that kind of nostalgia, first band love, you know, first love you never forget kind of thing that a lot, a lot, a lot of people our age had. So. Yeah. But this is their first record yeah. proper. Now there's, you know, demos, et cetera, stuff before this. This is their first proper LP. Pete, I got some thoughts here. Let me give them to you up front. Cool. I think this record 
is in a lot of ways, and it feels crazy to say about a Metallica record, underrated. Okay. I feel as though it is a Metallica record that many people who love Metallica, one, don't reach for, two, don't think of, three, maybe you're completely unfamiliar with. Interesting. That isn't to say the average In Search of Tracks listener, but it is to say I think there's Metallica fans who all in for Master of Puppets, yep. say they like Ride the Lightning, but don't really. But yep. really what they actually like is Injustice for All on, and they would probably admit the Black Album is their favorite. But yeah. you know they can also try to be cool and say Master of Puppets. But Kill Em All doesn't hit their radar because... You know, it's a little bit different. They, they. I think it's, and we're going to get into it as we go track by track, but I think you have kind of this weird incarnation of the band right up front that um, evolves even by Ride the Lightning, which is only a year later, um, but certainly by Master of Puppets really is something else. Um, other thesis, this is a... Metallica gets thrown into like thrash metal. They certainly have thrash elements, but like this is classic, classic heavy metal that pulls from a bunch of the classic metal wells. And yeah. uh, I think it's impressive in that way. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, and my final thesis is this is the best Metallica record. That's a hot take for a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Pete, do you agree? I you're gonna spoil it. Feel comfortable saying that I agree. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, okay. I. Here's the thing. I tend to lean towards Master of Puppets. Um, it's a really good record. It's a. It's the other one I thought of before I said it out loud. I had to think about it and talk to someone else who didn't necessarily agree, but but didn't didn't go crazy when I said it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I do love this record, though, in this way that I didn't even really know that I did, I guess, um, until I listened ding, to this ding, ding. a bunch of times over this past week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy good. It's crazy good and has more hits than anybody notices. I think it's, I say it's their best record, and my supporting arguments are, listen to it and then listen to ride the lightning and then listen to master of puppets. I think it's the most solid. I think not, not to say that it doesn't have, maybe you find your highest high somewhere else. Yo, I just think the consistency of these songs, it's outrageous. Well, that's the thing. Part of my plan here was to actually listen to the first three and I just didn't get to it. So I did do that because I was like, man, I got, I really, I went through it with this one. And it's, yo, you can't take anything away from Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets. Those records are like masterclass. And I want to say this there's certainly a time, like, I, I'm, we both admitted we're not Metallica dudes. I think if you like, guitar music of the aggressive variety at all and you haven't sat with these records you might be missing out on something yeah like i avoided them like i was already like a died in the wool 
know my 80s punk and hardcore inside and out before I was like, yeah, all right, let me sit with these Metallica records. And like, to be honest, like I, I almost feel as though there's a before and after with the Metallica records. Like there's what a lot of guitar music was before them and what it was after them. Um, and that's not to say there isn't stuff that exists completely outside of their sphere of influence. That's certainly true. Like they weren't, but they really were a big deal. And you can hear how that was um, just kind of s- drips and drabs through subcultural music as well as mainstream stuff and big room metal, you know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, I don't know how Metallica are perceived at this point. Um <sighs> It's tough for me to say because I'm just, I'm not like, I, I guess, I guess I, I mean like as far as younger people are concerned, yeah I just don't know. I'm not in that world, but I know that for me growing up Metallica, I, I gravitated away from them only because every kid in my high school had a Metallica shirt on right. and it was just, it was just not like, it didn't feel edgy in any way. Whereas like, you know, even the cover of Rain and Blood felt edgy and like, and kind of scary and like worth kind of diving into in a way. And it felt harder. It felt more aggressive than any of the Metallica that I heard. Yep. Um, and probably is darker and more, you know, like kind of crazy and aggressive than any Metallica songs. So like, I don't know. It just, it took me a minute for Metallica. Um, you know, I, that was also around the time of, the black album into load into reload into all this stuff that, you know, people claim to like you claim to like some of that stuff. Who knows? I don't know. uh, (laughs) So here's the thing that happens. Black album is a very divisive record. Maybe one of the most divisive records in guitar music, you know, probably. Um, after black album like they might as it's man black prior to black album metallica is the wizard of oz in black and white but it's all good (laughs) everybody's like this is classic this is perfect this is what i want then they crash land on the witch that is black album and they open the door it's technicolor but it's Technicolor puke to a lot of classic <laughs> fans. Yeah. But then it'd be like if they all of a sudden like jumped into a Jamiroquai video, you know, and we're wearing neons and that yeah. is load and reload and everything after people who try to claim they really like St. Anger. Yo, what are you talking about? That's Dude, weird. I, I've listened to a lot of those later Metallica yeah. records and it's just, it's like, the, some of them are fine. I think sure, that last record fine, was, sure. was was fine, but like, why would I ever put that on when I could put on Master of Puppets or Kill Em All or Ride the Lightning or well, even right. Justice for All? Like, even, like even Justice for All, right? Any of these records? Like, I actually, when I first listened to Justice for All, all I had kind of heard was people talking shit on it, and I was like, dude, there are tracks on this record. This is a good record. Um, Sun tracks. I don't know. Metallica is a weird band, though. I mean, I just look at photos of them and it's like so douchey. I can't even like handle it. So so I think that's the thing is that by the time we were, you know, hitting our musical awakenings, they were so douchey. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy 
King Nothing and a couple other songs in this pure like this is beyond parody and I, I'm speaking seriously I think it's yeah, good yeah. in this weird like what what did Metallica decide to do after grunge and you know essentially they they did a machismo butt rock version of grunge that was not like if you listen to load compared to kill them all yo <laughs> it's yeah. just not it's not even close to the same and like no. i could get like i could get why it was such a douche thing for for 19 year old bob to say to dudes who were listening to metallica in 86 you know me'd be like you know what metallica album rocks load <laughs> like god damn it it's 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 saying to somebody who saw you two in 83 like man that apple album rocks that right, record that right. Was dropped on everybody's iphone it's great best you two it's like what can they even say it's like oh god it's clear yeah, it's, it's not like indefensible yeah, yeah it's, it's awful so yeah. let's talk about metallica the way i want to which is um a fantastic metal band and kill them all a remarkable heavy metal record you want to go track by track let's go track by track hit the lights Hit the lights. Um, dude, this is a perfect start to the record. It's a great song. It's like yes. a superb opener. Great it's opener. Super catchy. Yes. There's these awesome drum breaks. Like it's like like honestly, some of the drum breaks in this song, I just like it feels like an eighties movie, you know, just like some yeah. like nerdy kid in his bedroom just like doing the drum breaks. It's I don't know. It's the energy on it is great. There's like these awesome starts and stops. The energy is nonstop. It's it's uh, it's, Yo, it, it's it feels it's epic. It's bold as hell. Um, it gives you this like good seventies big guitar rock music energy with riffing up front, but yeah. more energy than you'd put aside with it. I think a Motorhead fan could love this. Right. A Van Halen fan could love this. It's not too dark for someone who's coming from something that's like a lighter version of metal or more like stadium version it's so up tempo and that's not necessarily what i think someone going into a record called kill em all would associate that with right sure but i think this is a big big opener great song 
Great like, song. Like lets you know, like, hey, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah. The Next four, song, the, the four, four horsemen. horsemen. Yes. Um, maybe my favorite song on the record. I'm not sure. I, wow. I, have, I have like a few favorites, but this is like it's such a strong second song on the album. Um, you noted the drums on the first song. I love the like the drum muting at the start, along with the churn of the guitars. Yeah. Um, I love the chorus. Yeah, chorus is awesome. The chug parts are awesome. Um, this is maybe the song I think of when I think of heavy metal because it's got so many elements that I love. It feels sweeping and ep- epic without being power metal. Yeah, it's weird that you say that because the first time that I heard this record, for some reason, this is the song that really stuck out to me. Um, and it's always when I think of thrash metal, this is like one of the top tier songs I think of. That's funny. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I mean, I, I, and I just to... never hear Metallica fans reference it really. No, I think it's so good. I think, um, I think Hetfield's vocals are perfect when he hits those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the full on back and forth part. It's like a modernized black Sabbath. Yeah. There's like children of the grave stuff in there. Um, there's so much Sabbath in the DNA, but it's moving with it. Um, then it pivots. Yeah, it's you know? just like it has that like Sabbath bounce, but it's a little faster. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sneezing in the background here. So no, um, it's all good. No, it's a great song. The chugging guitars—they work so well. That sharp turn just nailed. There's this melodic reprieve. It's just like so much good good guitar stuff. Perfect song. Like one of my favorites. I I said it. I'm like, yo, I this is the song I think of when I think of heavy metal. This is thrash metal, but when I say thrash metal in my head, I think of Slayer, Rain, and Blood, and it's yeah. faster, and it's yeah. more vicious, but this is thrash metal too, but it's so informed by 70s, and then like the new wave of British heavy metal stuff too, that I don't always associate it with thrash, so... I think they should be there, but I think also like, dude, this is just, this is just metal as metal can be. So it's also over seven minutes long and it feels, it blows right by. Yeah. So I actually say this later, but one of the things that this record in specific, but Metallica in general are pretty good at, they're pretty good at writing five-minute songs that hold you in. Yeah, that's for sure. Occasionally, and this is a 51-minute record. (laughs) That's long. Occasionally, they'll throw you a six-minute song, maybe a seven, that is a three-minute song that's disguised as that, and they should have just kept it three minutes. But that's infrequent. You know, like, I don't have any cuts on this record, really? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, We'll get there. But for the most part, I think they just nail it. I think if there's anything to be said, yes, you could trim a minute here, you could trim a minute there off of songs, but overall, they really nail it, the sound. All right, next song, Motor Breath. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, good song. The first two are so strong that it's tough, yeah. but it's a small step down. 
but the first two are so strong that it, like a small step down is just fine. I mean, I think it's it's still a really good song. I still like it a lot. It's a strong thrash song. It's just I, like I think the, this is, I think this is one of the catchiest Metallica songs. Oh, interesting. It's like okay. it's so the chorus is so singing and like this la di da di da way. Like it kind of the cadence tumbles but rises in these very natural ways. So I think it like is very memorable like that. Yeah. They're the all catchy. Part, there are some catchy yeah, songs. Oh, I know. This is a short song, too. It kind of breezes by in a way that many of the rest of these songs that have more parts don't. Yeah. For better or worse. Um, so my question is, is this a simple, cool song or a cool, simple song? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go cool, simple. Okay. I'm with it. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not hit the legs of the four horses. It's no. a very good song, but not not one of those. Next song, song, jump in the fire. This is like it's a classic, classic, and like, classic. like, like. This is another one where I'm like, is my favorite song Four Horsemen or is it Jump of the Fire? <laughs> I don't know because I I really really like this song. I think of it like Jump in the Fire, and then do 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 like do 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 jump in the fire it's so good um, i mean talk about catchy metallica way more catchy than slayer yes we'll yes. say that like yes like it's there's no comparison in that way they got hooks and it's so funny because at the same time i wouldn't call them like this isn't totally pop accessible it's just goes down so smooth if you like metal at all like like that's the reason like i'm four songs in and i'm i think you could hand this to somebody who is the softest iron maiden fan the softest judas priest fan i think you could hand this to a lot of kiss fans and they'd at least be like well it's a little rough for my taste but i (laughs) like this you know what i mean like (laughs) yo this this, there's just appeal to this to me uh yeah great song all right, anesthesia, pulling teeth. Baseball. So, yeah, this might be my cut. It's cut just, it, cut it. It's dude. It's it's first of all, it's too early in the record for this. Yeah, bass solo slash like weird. Dude, I think noisy they're, I drum think they're flexing track. on this one. I think they're just flexing, going, "Yeah, we know we got it." You know what I mean? Like they're just flexing. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, apparently this is just something that Cliff would do. Like he would just he he you know ran his base through all these effects and would just do this cool shit at practice. And they were like, let's just put it on the record. But it's like, I don't know, man. Um, it's all good. It's all fine. Like it's not even something I would necessarily skip. But this is grizzle on the steak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's gonna be somebody's chewing on this. But nobody's cutting this off and making it your first bite. No. And most people would be just fine leaving it on the plate. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I don't disagree with you. Whiplash. Um, I mean, Dude. when when this song starts, it's like so clear that anesthesia should not be on the record, right? Like it, <laughs> it, it, it could just go into this. It would be so much stronger. Um, um, this is my favorite Metallica song for a long time now, even though I might like Four Horsemen better. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, did I tell a middle school student today that they should learn how to play this on guitar? Because they're <laughs> they're learning Metallica songs. They know Master of the P- Master of Puppets. Oh hell yeah! Um, they're working on um, uh, Enter Sandman and Nothing Else Matters. And I was like, you should learn how to play Whiplash. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Go to Vice. Fast and hard lyrics, like acting like a maniac. Yeah, perfect. The self-name check? Perfect. <laughs> uh, it's just so... It, this song Dude, is the definition of ripping. Yep. Uh, sick Breakdown. They find a way to do all this ripping, shredding, breaking down hard and still be rhythmic. Yeah. Like, yo. Also, uh, like... Like, what happened... Like, how come the drums on this are so good? I was actually going to ask you what you think of Lars as a drummer, like all things considered. So he has a simple style. Like he, he definitely like, yo, his drumming style is very motorhead. Yeah. Um, he was, a, he was, I think he's like in the, like the photo kind of montage in orgasmatron. I think he's in there. Like he was like part of the yeah. motorhead crew kind of early I, on. I believe it. I believe it. Um, there's stuff that reminds me of like punk drumming, like discharge kind of stuff, obviously. Um, but like, you know, part of it might be production, but I love the drum sound on this song. Like, yeah, it's sort of this deep rumbling roll and it works. And that's why I get offended when I hear people name check stuff like St. Anger because the drum sound is so, so unappealing to me. <laughs> like just this like snaring, like, yeah. Oh, terrible because you get so much depth on the drum sound on the first three four let's say first four metallica records i just think they're there um what what i think the compliment to be paid to lars is that his drumming is never in the way of the song and often is complimentary yeah whereas there's certain songs where the drumming can lead I don't know that the drumming ever leads a Metallica song, but that's okay because it often accentuates and that's good. I like that like, take. You know what I mean? Like, is that fair? Because it's the reason I don't like olives and it's the reason I don't want capers on my pizza. <laughs> um, yo, if olives are in something, they dominate the salad. They dominate the dish often, you know? Yeah. Um, capers on a pizza. You ever have capers on a pizza? It, just becomes salt cheese essentially yeah it doesn't sound great no it's not great um but 
Lars is Lars is uh, is a crouton. Lars is a slice of pepperoni. You I mean, he's I just mean? he's just doing the job that he that he has to do here. I mean, like, it's like, is there a better compliment I can pay to Lars Ulrich than to saying to the Metallica salad you're a crouton? <laughs> to the Metallica pizza you're a slice of pepperoni. I, I feel like I'm being so nice, and I think that it's it's earned and deserved. So shout out to to Mr. Ulrich and his work on Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and Master of Puppets. That's a good tweet. It is. Put that on send Twitter. it. Send it. Burp. Um, anything to Adam Whiplash? Uh, no, great song. Leave me on Phantom Lord. So this is, to me, this is where it's, it's this kind of doubleheader of Phantom Lord and No Remorse that I think you get a little taste of what they're going to do on Ride the Lightning, where you have these more melodic guitar breakdowns. Um, so the that's interesting to me about these two songs. Phantom Lord in particular, it feels more like a Motorhead song than any other song on this album to me. Um but, th- but but like at the beginning and then it breaks down into this guitar part that you know is kind of more reminiscent of what they do on ride the lightning and master through, puppets. Yes, yeah correct because there's so some, like so it's yeah. cool it's cool in that way because it's like it's it's kind of this split between like what their immediate early influences were and then like what they were kind of doing to become their own band so so i i, I like this song a good amount like i i like it more because it's interesting in that respect than because I just like the song, but the song is also good, if that makes sense. So Yes. My my biggest thing is I, I co-sign all that. I do see kind of like this is the song on Kill 'em All that most leads, uh, in my opinion, to what they start doing on Ride the Lightning and continue through Master of Puppets. Um and it's a good song, but isn't it isn't in my top half of the record keeper no. pile. You know yeah. what I mean? So all right, let's get into the section of this record, as I call the snarly section. Okay, so no remorse. I actually love this song. Um, I love it. I yeah. love it, dude. Mid tempo banger. War without end. Yo, you're head banging. Yeah, you're making this face. <laughs> your lips are curled, and you're. Ma- I'm when I hear war without end. Yo. Oh, I'm getting like I I have chills right now thinking about that part where war without end. Dude, it's killer. It's and just the the, the time changes. It's like it's so it's so intense. It's a great song. Yeah, it's it's a 
great, great song. It's so snarly. I said this is the snarl section. Um, it's f- awesome. Um, must song uh, that I think might be low-key. Like People might be sleeping on this one. I think people sleep on Four Horsemen. I pe- think people sleep on No Remorse. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Right. Seek and Destroy. The B side of the snarl section. No one sleeps on this song, I don't think. I mean, I think they still like close with it. I think this is still like the encore song. Such a it's so hard. It's stomping. Uh, this is gripping the steering wheel when it comes on. Killer chorus again. The little kick of adrenaline around that like three minute, 15 second mark where they just rock it out and then bring it right back. This is the master class on how to make a five minute plus song. Yeah. Keep you engaged. I actually was shocked when I saw the length of this song because I always think of this as just like a three-minute banger, and it's just oh, not. No. no, it's not. And yeah. it just parts without being Riffarama. However, there are so many, so many bands have harvested parts from this song specifically. Yeah. And there's other stuff to st- like. Yo, there's there's some riffing around the five minute mark that I'm like, oh, entire bands bands create entire identities around <laughs> this. Yeah, you know, so that's uh, not it's, wrong. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's it's this is a great great song, like undeniably great. I I think I just this is one of those Metallica tracks that I may have just heard too many times, where it yeah. doesn't it doesn't hit me the way that like No Remorse or the Four Horsemen does, but it's great. Undeniably. It's, it's undeniably great. Fantastic. And the closer, Metal Militia. So this is a good song overall. I just, after Seek and Destroy, it feels a little bit lackluster. I think it's no remorse into Seek and Destroy, and then it's a drop off to Metal Militia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a fine song. It's, it just, uh, it feels tacked on after, after such a strong, like two songs. So I don't know. It's this kind of romping song. It it, it it dashes about. I think there's actually some notes of proggier 70s stuff in the way this song's written. I can see that. Um, think about that hollow tone. You get some of those weird bass kind of effects here. And it uh, it's a fine song. It's good. It's not my favorite, but it's. I would not call this a bad song at all. Like cut anesthesia. Yep. Put, put this after whiplash. Oh yeah, there you go. Maybe it's L- great. Let the record close so you can destroy, and you're yeah. leaving on like this holy shit moment, you know? Yeah, like like have the the boot stomping. That's the closer to the B side. Yeah, I'm sorry, the yes. closer to the A side, and then yes. yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. This this could have been on a different place on the record, and I think I like it a lot more. But yeah, I agree. I, I this song made me really go and think about how informed this record feels. Like Metallica is many things, and they're credited for many things, but I don't think they're credited for being students of the game in the way that they were. Like. Um, a friend said, yo, <laughs> uh, have you listened to Diamond Head? They just pull from Diamond Head explicitly all over this record. And I didn't get a chance to go check it out. But yeah, I thought that was a reference. I, you know, British, you know, new wave of British heavy metal, 100%. I think there's a lot of Sabbath in this DNA and like advancing that forward in such a like really plain way, but just amping it up and, you know, making it something new is awesome. Um, I, I referenced new wave British heavy metal, but like there's also like, like, like just the big, like there's stuff here that makes me think of Judas priest, you know, yeah. there's stuff here that makes me think of Iron Maiden, but it's not those things. It's its own thing. Um, and I, I mentioned proggy or stuff. I think there's progier elements to these dudes, new guitar music up to this point inside and out. Um, and they deserve credit for that. And I think this record is a testament to that. And it is awesome. So, 100%. Awesome record. <sighs> Holistic quality. Let's rate this record. Let's give some numbers to our feelings. Okay. Holistic quality out of 20. How good is this record? I think it's very good. I'm going to give it a 16. Jesus. I give it a 17. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, the highs. You know what 10. we need to do? We need to yeah. get a guest on here that we know is going to like hate on the thing or, on something that or we love like the and, thing yeah. that we're yeah. going to hate on. More. Okay. Yeah. Let's work on that. It's okay though. Cause our, our, our end result isn't always the same. It's we, we have some different scores. So that's, that's good. true. That's true. Highs out of 10, the highs of this record, the best parts of this record. How good, how high are the highs? Highs are pretty high. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 9. Hell yeah. All right. The lows. How low are the lows? Pete, even anesthesia, it's a weird thing, but it's not that low. I'm giving it a 7. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, anesthesia is not that low for me, but given how this record's great, but uh-huh. I think it could have been like, it could have been, I mean, Rain and Blood is a different record. They're just different. We're comparing apples and beasts. oranges. Yeah. yeah, they're different beasts. But at the same time, I think that had I heard this as, as a kid, I would have listened to it a lot more had there been like the track list been switched around a little bit. Mm, so I'm okay. going to give it a five. Okay. Okay. Competency, peer review. Uh, yo, nine out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I'm going to give it an eight. Drag factor out of 10. Does it drag? Look, it kind of doesn't, but these this isn't 51 minute long record. I'm still giving it a 7 out of 10. It doesn't drag, but you could cut a minute here, two minutes there, little pieces. That said, I wouldn't do it to most of these songs. So 7 out of 10. Yeah, most of these songs are great. Um, and it's at 51 minutes, it breezes by. So, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. Flow out of 10. Um, you just talked that you think. The, uh, you I mean, this one, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it a five. 
I give it an eight. Um, I might have gone lower if I was scoring it again. I really liked your idea of shifting metal militia around, but the sequencing, like no Roar Morrison to seek and destroy. I think I think when you come out of the gates, hit the lights into the four horsemen, so good. <laughs> it's it's awesome. So I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Cool. Overall aesthetic and presentation, I love the cover art on this. Ten of ten. Yeah, I mean it's like it's nearly perfect. I was gonna give it a nine. What is keeping it from being a ten? I don't know. Um, maybe just. Uh, mm. I don't know. I know it, it, I, could, it you could be can, a ten. Can, it could be. It could be an intangible. It could be a soft. It could be a soft ten or a hard nine. It's okay. Um, it's so good. I love the colors. I, I think it's, <sighs> it still hits ah, when you it. see it. I'm giving you it know? a 10. Give it a 10, man. When you look at that cover, it still hits, you know? Um, impact influence out of 10. Pete, I give it a nine. You know I mean, why? Why? Well, you know what? What are you giving it? I was, I was leaning towards the same thing, actually. Okay. I'm giving it a nine. I almost shaded to an eight because, as I mentioned, as I teased, there are Metallica fans who don't go to this record ever. That's I am willing to bet there are Metallica fans who don't have not listened to this record. That's crazy. Yeah. This record's like undeniable to me. So um, there's that. That's the only reason it's get, losing a point. Otherwise, it's huge, 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 huge. Yeah, I mean, you could bring it down to like a seven, arguably, yep. just because yeah, just for one point for each of uh, Master right. Puppets, Ride <laughs> yeah. Lightning, and each and other just, record that Metallica fans pay attention to. Yeah, I, I mean, yo, yeah, exactly. And it's like how many people have heard the Black Album but not heard this? A lot, a lot. Yeah. All right, I give it a nine. I give it a nine though because these songs, I am willing to bet, if you looked at a. Um, a 2022 Metallica set list. They're still playing a grip of these songs. Yeah. Uh, that's a great I question. Don't know. Right, let's, pull, let's pull Metallica. I, I think they're only list. playing uh, 2022. I think they're only playing Seek and Destroy. All right. Let's see. Uh, Whiplash is definitely in the set list. Here we oh, go. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. August 14th, 2022 at PNC Park. Whiplash. They open the show with it. Damn. Yeah. All right. Then Creeping Death, Enter Sandman, Ride the Lightning, Every Remains, Nothing Else Matters, Dirty Windows, Have It True. <laughs> oh, good job. They did Whiskey in the Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> For whom the bell tolls, moth into flame, fade to black, seek and destroy. Uh, so they do Seek and Destroy, close the set, but then they do an encore of Battery One and then Masters of Puppets. Okay. So two songs off of Kill Em All. So they open and close with a Kill Mall song. Yeah. That's something. All right, let's see this. Let me see if this is the same. This looks the same. Yeah, same. I'm looking, I'm looking too. Mm-hmm. They've been doing the same set for a little while. Yeah, these fuckers. Come on. Question. Right, gonna... Have you ever seen Metallica? I have not, and I kind of think I should. Do they fucking kill? Yeah. Like I went in kind of ready for like to to be somewhat unimpressed. Yeah. They they destroyed. They were like they were amazing. Yeah, good for them. All right. Um, let's there was see like here. a ten minute bass solo. I was like totally in for it. 
<laughs> yeah, when you get the ten minute base solo that you're saying you're totally in for it, yeah, you're you're in. All right, yeah. here's a September 2019 at Chase Center. So they're in San Francisco. All right, let's see what they do. Uh, Call of Cthulhu, weird. Oh, this is the San Francisco Symphony shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not gonna. That doesn't count. Okay, let's see. All right, here we go. Metallica Olympia Stadium. All right. Uh, let's see. Seeking destroy. Wow. Okay, you you're on to something. I, I think, think Whiplash think they, has been added back. Yeah, I think they only do those. I'm, I've been looking at set lists too. I think they yeah, only do one, those two songs. That's from Kill uh, All. You know what my buddy Roger Murray would say? That's your mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very black album heavy. Um, intangible, the etc. The the intangible feelings. I give it an eight out of ten. Um, I'm. Yo, we're sitting here gushing over this record and gushing over this band, and we're both admittedly not Metallica yeah. dudes. I know. That's the funny Eight part. out of ten. I'm going to give it a nine. Pete, this gets an 83 out of 100 for me. It's a high-ass score. Dude, I'm at a 67. No, you're not. You did I some am. math wrong. You did some math wrong. No. Re-add it. All right, I'm re-adding. You missed you missed a number. Yeah, I did. I did. I totally did. God damn yeah. it. 77? 76? Uh, fuck. Hold on. You Oh man. I'll obviously edit this. Mm. It felt it felt so low. Don't I edit. Just like, Keep this. This is so good. This no, it's not quality. good. <laughs> I'm cutting this. This is Don't ridiculous. Cut it. You better leave it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 25 uh 30 Math is hard. It's so hard. Dude. Math is, math <laughs> is not hard. My, it's late at is, night, folks. This is not my strong suit. No, it's all right. 38, uh, 44. I'm redoing my math just to make sure I didn't mess up too because then that, I would have quite some egg on my face at that. All right, all yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm about 10 points behind. 59, 83. 83, 68, and 77. I'm at a 77. 77, so you were 10 points back. Um. So not bad. Six points behind overall. Uh, 83 from me, a 77 from you. Pete, are you adding this to your personal collection or do you already have it? I got this shit, man. I do not own this. I'd kind of like to get a cool old version of this, like, you know, original pressing, but I think it's probably uh, probably a little little uh, expensive to get one. Yeah, I'm I have not a feeling lie. there's a lot of them, though. I was sad because I I had the OG press of this at one point, and when I reached for it, I've like sold so many records over such a long period of time, and like reacquired records over such a long period of time that I honestly just half the time I don't even know what I have. Sure, yeah, I, yeah. I thought I had the older version of this. I just have some repress, so I was <sighs> kind of bummed. But it sounds great. Who cares? Yeah, it sounds great. The record's great. Um... I, you know what? We we talked about it. We talked about this with a lot of records. Does it feel like it's a time and a place? For a record that is about to be 40 years old and is certainly a product of its environment and has some some notes and dating to it, there's an energy and competency that makes this record still feel really fresh. Um. 
I don't think this is locked into a time and place, despite the fact that it is clearly a metal record from the early 80s. <laughs> it's so well recorded. I think you could listen to it with even like post 2005 production ears and really be like, nah, this record still sounds pretty good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you went in just, if, if, if you, if you have only heard like the big Metallica songs and someone just put this on without you knowing what it was, you would be very much impressed. It's just about that context of it saying Metallica that might turn people off, but it's like undeniably great. Yeah, I I, I really hope people give this record. <laughs> look, you know, I, I know a lot of people discover bands from us. You're probably going to discover this little band. Metallica. <laughs> no, look, if you haven't listened to this or given it clean ears in a minute, give it clean ears. I was so happy with it. It's been a while since I sat with it. I knew I liked this record, but if you had asked me, if you had asked me what my favorite Metallica record was even three weeks ago, I would have had to think about it hard. And I would have probably been like, Kill em All's in the mix, but it's probably Master of Puppets. Um, Ride the Lightning's close. You know, it's it's there. Uh, and Justice for All's, you know, behind those three. But I, I like that a good amount. I don't hate the Black Album. Let, let me be really clear. I don't hate it. You know, like, I'm not afraid to say that either. After this lesson, I'm like, yeah, let's kill them all. Let's kill them all, man. This is an unbelievable record. Um, but that's the funny thing, man. I mean, like what you referenced before when, you know, you're the teenager being like, oh, yeah, cool, Metallica, to like the older guy. Like, it must have been heartbreaking because this fucking record oh, is awesome. <laughs> dude, it must have been heartbreaking <laughs> to hear. Like, I wonder, you know, uh, we have buddies who could speak to this, but hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like, like who were all in on Metallica and loved it and were in the metal and to watch the, the transition of Metallica. Um, because I think for, for somebody who was all in Metallica from anywhere prior to master or puppets or before, like I would say a 1986 Metallica fan was not typically a hair metal to dude, you know, but I bet watching the transformation of Metallica, um, through black album into the nineties Metallica. Yeah. Must've been more painful than watching like hair metal, the rise and fall of hair metal. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Like, Oh, I like metal. And people are like, Oh, like Bon Jovi. And it's like, no, not like fucking Bon Jovi, like fucking <laughs> Slayer dude. Um, but then to see Metallica turn into this kind of like Oakley Jeep bro music, um, <laughs> it's probably a bummer. Probably a, a bummer. It's a bummer. So hey, yeah, listen to Metallica. Listen to Tracks Pod. Tweet and Instagram slide in our DMs by messaging us at Tracks Pod. Twitter on Instagram. And send us those wonderful, lovely emails to trackspot at gmail.com. Pete, let's eat delicious treats, avoid the terrible treats, and hopefully get a fancy dessert.